Hello. And welcome to the Knife Party, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. I am, of course, your host, Zach Evergreen. Let me do these plugs, and I might do them slow. <laughs> all right. Knifeparty.podbean.com. Or, if you have a dollar to spend, that would be patreon.com slash knifepartypod. You could also, you know, email me about my toxin masculinity or the fact that I said the word titties two episodes ago. If you're mad about that, I'm sorry. But that is the actual termination or term that the vocab, the lexicon for utters on a cow. So anyway, yeah, that's at uh, knifepartypod at yahoo.com because I keep it old school. And returning with me. It's Antonius. Antonius, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Happy to be back. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, it's three days. Three days later, here you are. Yeah. Unless you're on Patreon, then then you got to hear you the same day. Oh, I, I signed up day one. As you should. You know, it's only a dollar. It is only a dollar. That's all I had to spend, so that worked out really well. So we had a lot of fun talking about the making of this movie. Um, should we, I don't know, discuss the movie? Yeah, I think we should definitely get into that. First off, let me just say, the music in the movies we grew up on, how good is it? Here, here, okay, check it out. If you hear a, a modern-day movie, say like the, you know, like a blockbuster, like the Avengers or mm-hmm. anything else like that, um, do you ever hear the music and go, oh, I know where that movie's from? No. But if you hear The Terminator, if you hear Predator, if you hear Alien, if you hear uh, Robocop or, you know, Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. You immediately go, I know I know that song. They had these great like tags in them that were just fantastic. And also big bands, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't use just any... Okay, so in pop music nowadays, and I know this for a fact, and you know this, you're mm-hmm. in the industry, there's only like three guys that write every song. And I'm talking like from Taylor Swift to Toby Keith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's only like three writers, and they sue each other constantly because all their music sound the same. It's all auto-tuned. <laughs> Everything is done. Basically, what I'm... Oh, shit, I said basically... Damn it. Damn it. All right. Got a drink now. Um, Yeah, there's only like about three songwriters right now in the world, and they do every pop star that you know of is is all written by these guys. And they just make songs and sell them, and it's done with the same technology I'm doing now on just a Zoom with like sound pads. I just make better art because, you know, this is – way better than two chords over and over again, <laughs> right? I mean, let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard California Girls by uh, by Katy Perry? It's pretty uh, bad. No, I have not. Okay, good for you. You know what? Stay away from that song. <laughs> but if a girl uh, you're dating plays that, you're probably going to get laid. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Not from experience. That I'll admit to. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, no, the score in this movie is awesome. Um, what are your like favorite scores? I mean, I love this one. This this opening scene, you know exactly what you're getting into, right? You know, especially when you see him come off the chopper and you hear the the beat. And the funny thing is, the beat sounds very mechanical, mm-hmm. right? But then you have these French horns that come in these trumpets, and it's very. Um, but it seems military. But mystery, mysterious at the same time, right? It's like the French horns and like the drums and the trumpets sound military, but then you hear the da 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 da, and it sounds alien. 
You know, so it's kind of cool that they put that together. Did you ever like think about that? No, I really didn't. Like, I just enjoyed it in general, like the military aspect for sure. I got on there, um, but it definitely has like an ominous feel like, all right, we There's know they're going doom. on a mission, but we're not sure what is going on. But I just think how the drums are like, that it sounds not natural. But then you have all these brass instruments that come in and they're very natural. That's right. that's what I mean. Is like, it's kind of like a conflict of mm-hmm. sounds. Um, and then we have our other music in this movie, and it's all very suspenseful. And it has a lot of different instruments. Like, you know, there's sometimes where it's you hear the violin, and it's like, and it's got all this cool stuff going on on it, and it doesn't really seem that. Like, it seems super organic, and I think this movie really facilitates... Like, okay, everyone, any good filmmaker will tell you that if you cut off the soundtrack, you just cut off, like, 80% of the movie. Right. Because, I mean, uh, this is why I really... When deaf people go and see a movie, it's like they've probably adapted their own way of sound to, like, their visual. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like people with chromiosthesia. You know about this, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, chromiosthesia is the opposite. It's um, some people have it. Uh, I have a little bit of it. I know Jeff has it too. It's where you s- hear a song and you go, "That song sounds blue," but it's also where uh, a lot of people have this because have you ever listened to like a uh, like a podcast or or a radio show when you could see it in your mind? Okay, that's a part of that. It means the uh, sound timbre is a is a color palette, and you can actually see it. Interesting. Yeah, like for instance, I'm in the habit of my wife likes a lot of old sitcoms. So say she'll be watching Gilmore Girls or she'll be watching, um, I don't know, like uh, uh, she loves that show. She loves like Charmed. She loves um, (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sometimes it'll be, you know, because I like to sleep in on the weekends. And I mean, I like to stay in bed for like 12 hours. And she'll, (laughs) for real though, dude, I only require like about five, six hours of sleep like on the weekdays. So it's kind of nice to just lay in bed. You're not even sleeping the whole time. You know, you're just kind of just laying there. And I'll close my eyes and I could see the movie or the show she's watching in my head. Even though I've never seen it, I just, the dialogue comes to me and I'm like, oh shit, I just paint pictures. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm saying about uh, how important that these, these, um, the music score to this is, is, and like I said, Alien gets it. um, Yeah. But the thing with Alien actually is there is no music. No, there is. You just don't, you just don't notice it. No, you don't rewatch that movie. Didn't I just rewatched you just did? it? Yeah, you didn't notice that there's a lot of music and and those sounds and and I uh, mean, there's little sounds here and there and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was one thing that kind of caught my attention. There was lengthy scenes where, yeah, I'm not. There's hearing, silence. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I get it. Like it adds to the suspense of space. Like there is no. But there's sound. a lot of times in Alien, for instance, when they're walking around, you just hear. <laughs> Right, the bellowing of the ship. But it's not, you know, you could tell it's a person or a horn doing it. Okay. But it adds to it. It, it gives an organicness to mm. the cold, you know, and everything else. But this movie nails it on the soundtrack. Oh, 100%. Uh, the score is perfect. Long Tall Sally. I don't know why they chose this song as the kick-ass song, but does it not fit so well? It worked perfectly. Perfectly, yeah. I know. So uh, let's just let's just get into this. All right. So we start off, and uh, we hear that music, that beautiful, beautiful music, and uh, we see the crew mm-hmm. getting out, 
you know, so we have our Magnificent Seven, and they're getting out of the chopper, and of course, Dutch is the last one. He's wearing his red shirt, mm-hmm. you know, he's looking all badass. Got he's got a stogie. Yeah. yeah, he does. And he, he even throws out his bag before he even gets out. He's like, I'm <laughs> too cool for this, dude. I, I, I'm throwing. And then um, they meet with um, the Major. Yep. Okay, uh, talk a little bit about the Major. I mean, was he in any other movie? Because I recognize him, but I didn't know what he was. Was he in Rocky? No, he's not the trainer in Rocky. I don't I, mean the trainer in Rocky. I just meant I thought there was a guy in Rocky that I don't think it was the first one, but it was, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. <laughs> no, I have. I know I've seen him in other films and older TV shows and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I have no idea what else he's been in. So basically he says, uh, um, you know, we're a rescue team, not assassins. Right. And he goes, uh, um, you know, what, what did you call me here? And then, you know, you hear Dylan. Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> What's the matter? CAA got you pushing too many pencils? Save it for yourself, Dutch. Okay, okay, okay. What's this fucking tie business to see you? <laughs> you know, and then, and then he, and he goes, forget the tie, man. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, they, they discuss uh, that a cabinet minister mm-hmm. um, got his chopper hit with a heat sinker or something, you know. Went down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he gets captured by gorillas? Gorillas. Yeah. Gorilla rebels. Yeah. Gorilla rebels. And um, they don't say it's in Puerto Vallarta, but if you look at the map, it clearly is Puerto mm-hmm. Vallarta. And he's got that weird triangle, a drafting triangle that always bugs me because my my grandfather, who's a painter, had that. And it's like, you know, black on one side, green on the other side, and red on the other side. Yeah. It's like triangle thing. And then uh, he's got like the, uh, um, you know, the circle drawer, what the fuck they call that. It's for maps. I don't know, <laughs> dude. I don't make maps. All right. Stop playing Dungeons and Dragons years ago. I haven't used a map in forever. And the, and the Boy Scouts was like 30 years ago. So I don't even want to hear. You know, I was in Boy Scouts for the longest time. <laughs> I, and then and then when I went from Cub to Wolf, I'm like, this is dope. And then the one after that was called Weeblos. And I'm like, I'm out. I am out. I am out. I mean, you are a weeb, so. Or I thought you, well, at least you didn't say I blow. Jesus Christ. So then uh, um, and then he's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, we're a rescue team, not assassins. And, uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, uh, Dylan goes, I'm going with you, Dutch. And he mm-hmm. goes, I work alone. And then he's like, uh, uh, you know, too bad. Da, yeah, da. we all have our orders. Yeah. yeah, we all have our orders, Major. And then, uh, so Dylan now works for the CIA, but we get some uh, foreshadowing that they serve together. Backstory. In a, yeah. yeah, in Afghanistan, they have these lighters. That no, match. it was Vietnam, wasn't it? No, he says 72. like two. Um, North of Saigon, me and Dutch both got one of these. Oh shit! That's oh. what happens when you pay attention to the movie. Hey man, no. Oh, damn. oh no, it's later when Hawkins goes. Do you remember Afghanistan? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to forget it. Yeah. Okay. No, you're right. North of Saigon. Wow. Fuck yeah. Hey man. Cheers <laughs> to that. So that's awesome. I I didn't even uh, know about that. We well, can get another beer right there if you need one. <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, Antonius a little bit loose here. You know. <laughs> I, I I forgot. To, totally bets in North of Saigon. Okay. Okay. So they're in Vietnam together. Um, they don't specify what military branch they are under because Dylan's in the CIA mm-hmm. and and uh, and uh, uh, fucking Dutch. Dutch is got his own like. They're basically like mercenaries, like a yeah. freelance rescue team. Yeah, they're like all Metal Gear and shit. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we get the greatest introduction 
to our squad, our magnif- uh, Magnificent Seven, right? And it's in a chopper, a red, uh, a red lit, like, you know, where they have all the lights off. It's just a red light. And we see all of our cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And this is badass because you kind of get to know everybody in a second, right? So you have, uh, you have Shane Black who catches... Uh, the, ball. The, the the ball, yeah. yeah, and then you have you know Dutch needs no introduction. <laughs> uh, you have um, who's reading this? Oh, it is Shane Black. He's reading the sad sack comment, or right? Whatever. And then you have uh, you have fucking Dylan, who's who's the biggest asshole, or Jesse Ventura's character, um, right? Blaine, Blaine, Blaine. My, my bad, my bad. Yeah, Blaine, and he's a uh, fucking chewing shaw, and he's got like his fucking half rolled over alligator cowboy hat <laughs> and he spits it on Dylan's boot. That's what I meant. It yeah, like be like fuck you out- on Dylan. Yeah. yeah. He's like fuck you outsider. And then he's like, you know, come hither and he goes, That's a real nasty habit you got about this. <laughs> and it's it, they're kind of establishing the characters. Would you not agree? Is there any like favorite moments that you have in this? Like like maybe a character is is totally Oh, and you see them putting on their makeup. Right. Do you notice all their makeup is different? All their war paint's different? Right. That's because each one was supposed to be identified by their makeup. Like, it's their mask. It's their 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 persona. Their war paint sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why Billy has one very simple and kind of like... Just under the underneath bones. it. Yeah, like yeah. kind of like how a Native American would do it. Mm-hmm. And then you have... Um, but, but everyone has their own. Uh, and it's set for Dylan because he's supposed to be the outsider, the right. CAA guy. And then Mac doesn't need it because let's be honest, he's he's black as been. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. I'm not. I'm not trying to be weird. He's my favorite character in this movie. I mean, you know, besides Predator, I even like him more than Dutch. I mean, to be honest with you, he's he's more erratic. He's more. He's the most believable out of all these characters. Okay. Let's put it that way. Um, thoughts? Uh, I mean, this is a cool scene, yeah, because it establishes the characters. And it kind of sums up their personalities, uh, some of them without words. Like Mac, you have him in the back, like shaving, which is kind of like a constant Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, yeah, that's a reoccurring thing whenever he gets stressed out. And like Sonny's like super quiet and he's messing with his gun, which he kind of redoes in the movie, like tweaks things or whatever on there. You see him doing that a few times. Um, Hawkins, of course, he comes out with the jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about these jokes. Um. Everything involves a pussy. Oh, yep. And uh, it's all funny. Mm-hmm. You would get fired for saying one of those jokes today. <laughs> <laughs> They're hilarious. And uh, the funny thing is he's always trying to get these jokes over, but no one laughs. Right. Until later. And and that's kind of a key part of the movie. Um, anyway... Uh, they're playing Long Tall Sally by, uh, like I mentioned, um, by Little Richard. And then all of a sudden, it's it's time to go. You know, they hear the... And then they have to, they open up the doors and the lights turn off. And he's like, it's showtime, kid. And then they, uh, <laughs> they repel mm-hmm. down these ropes. Now, you were talking about the camera work because the camera work is off in this. It is, yeah. So basically, for this shot and some of the others... They couldn't afford newer cameras, so they went with older ones with a longer range, and that's why it looks grainier or the color doesn't look as full as some of the, you know mm-hmm. most of the other movie looks choppy. Yeah, exactly. So they come down, and uh, the weird thing about this is when they come down, it looks like evening and nighttime, but it wasn't. It was just the way, like you said, like the cameras. Yeah. And um, so now they're they're moving throughout the jungle, you know, and you hear the. 
you know, scene. And then um, they come upon, you know, some track. There's some tracks, Major. And they follow it up and they see this helicopter, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and it's fucked up, you know. And then um, they're searching it and they don't see anything. They use a grappling hook to get up there. I think it's Hawkins goes up there. Uh, it's Poncho. Poncho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dylan follows him. You see him climbing up after. Yeah. But you don't actually see him going inside. But you see his gloves hit the top. I remember that. And they find that it's empty and um, they don't know what's going on. But then, so they're like, well, what happened? You know, because there's there's a helicopter here. It obviously got hit by a missile, Mm -hmm. a heat sinker, um, an RPG, if you will. But there's no bodies or anything, right? Right. So then they're going on the hunt for for uh, these friends, right? Or or this the, the hostages, the, the hostages. But also because they think this is the cabinet minister thing, right? And then they, then all of a sudden, you know, um, they're they're searching around, and Billy he finds like a vine and cuts it and and drinks some sap out of it, mm-hmm. and he gets like a weird feeling, and then you know he's crawling up and he's like something's not right because he's got like. Native American powers where he knows like the, he knows how to track. He knows how to track and yes. he knows, yes, exactly. What, what's wrong with Native American powers? Well, I'm giving him credit, man. So then, um, uh, he discovers the hang bodies, yeah. like these bodies upside down. Now there is actually some, uh, cool thing that I never actually noticed, but while he's climbing up before he opens up the, the branches to discover the bodies, you actually hear the predator rattle in the background. That. I did notice that. Yeah. I did notice that. Um, I, I noticed that like it goes, but it's really quick. It's, 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 it's yeah. It's, if you miss it, you miss it mm-hmm. because there's also crows. And they're cut yeah, yeah, and vultures. So you think it's them, but it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not. So then we see one of the co- okay. This movie's got so many cool effects, but let's just say of the eighties, one of the coolest effects of of these skinned alive bodies hanging upside down, and they look gruesome, and they look they really look very realistic. They do. They look juicy as shit. <laughs> I mean, dude, these. And the eyeballs look so good, and the teeth, and like how they have this like sinister grin, like they're mm-hmm. laughing at an unsaid joke. It's really creepy and really cool. So they kick out these vultures, and then uh, they're they're taking their dog tags, and then uh, he goes major, and he throws like one of them. Um, I, for, I forget. Ex- I think it's Sonny does uh, Billy's character uh, throws it with his knife, and 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 Arnold catches it obviously flawlessly, and he goes Jim Hopper. Do you know these men, Major? Green Bay's out of Fort Bragg. What the fuck were they doing here? So then, uh, cut them down, Mac. So they cut them all of them down, and mm-hmm. and he starts explaining like what were they doing here. And then Dylan, well, we don't know. Spoiler alert, you know. He goes, I don't know, Major. There was not a major operation here, and da 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 da. Right. And he goes, uh, uh, All right. Well, we move. You know. So then they're going on to actually get the cabinet minister, and uh, this is an action sequence, and it's. All over the place. So I couldn't write that many. Uh, well, there's like one little part where they're like, go through and it's like, all right, like no noise. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so they're like walking along the side of this hill and Dylan's character slips on like a loose tree branch. Yeah, it yeah. rolls down and then Matt comes up. Yeah, and he puts a knife to his neck and he goes, you go this motherfucker. Next time you do that, I don't care who you are in the world. Next time you do that, I'll bleed you real quiet. Leave you out that <laughs> and he goes yeah i got it i got it oh let me rewind a little bit um 
Because Billy goes, get on, the, or Arnold goes, get on the trail. And then Billy comes back and he goes, there was a firefight in all directions. No footprints. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Major. Seemed like a, you know, and he basically says like, they don't, they, he has no idea. And, and Arnold gives him a look like, you're never wrong, Billy. What the fuck? But right. anyway, we move on. So yeah, Mac uh, basically threatens, Dil- fuck, I said, God damn it, said basically. All right, cheers. Um, you know, the ghostness motherfucker parts. And then they finally, they get, they, they hear the camp because there's like this motor running from a, a car mm-hmm. and it's a generator. It's like a, a, a water pump or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. A water pump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, they all move down and now you could really see about that middle military training they right. did because they are operating as a very effective unit. I'm talking, they're rolling. They're not making any noise. You know, the most noise you ever hear is when, when, uh, you, you see the uh, binoculars, you know, you hit the little of, of just the hand hitting it. Besides that, they are silent as shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, those leaves don't make a noise. Now, they could have edited that out or maybe because there's, you know, this this uh, this tire running that's generating a pump. But for whatever reason, man, this scene is done like whoo, flawless. About, really well. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then we get into our action. So, um you know, uh, Arnold is is looking on, and then we see one of the hostages executed. He's shot in the head, right, and uh, right through the temple. And Arnold gets a look on his face, like I, I'm going to call him Dutch. I mean, we should probably refer to him as their names. Dutch gets a look on his face, like oh shit, and he does the uh, symbol. Yeah. Now the cool thing about this, the hand symbols they use is actually real military. For instance, Dutch will raise his arm as a 95 degree angle, and he'll close it, and that means stop. And then he'll open it, which means go. And then he'll do like a, 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 a he'll twirl around his, his uh, finger, which basically means surround the area. Right. And there's a couple other ones they, they do where he's like, and then he does his. So all these are real life SEAL team Green Beret symbols. Yeah. And they also touch each other as they walk through. That's another thing that right. they, they'll do. And it's really cool to see it because you, it's not just your average 80s. Rambo uh, mow people down. I mean, it is in a way, but at least it's got we'll some. We'll be in a second. It will, yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're going to get there. Um, and then uh, Arnold, you know, goes like, you know, stop. And and then uh, Jesse Ventura goes, "What the fuck?" And then Arnold gets down to the bottom and he puts some plastique on um, the truck bed. the truck bed, and then he lifts it up and and you know lets it go, and then there's an explosion and dude from here on in it is gun porn yeah <laughs> i mean I, I i okay there's a couple uh, i mean it's like a classic 80s everything explodes everything catches on fire you yeah know, one grenade blows up like you know four guys and they fly in slow motion yeah yeah the best part okay my favorite part of this whole scene is um is is when uh uh Arnold walks in the room and then a guy comes behind him and he throws a knife and it hits through him and impales him and he goes, stick around. <laughs> so my favorite part of this is like they've already started shooting, blowing stuff up. Everything's crazy. They move along. And it's one point Dutch kicks in the door oh, of this room. No, right. No. And there's two guys. <laughs> 
just casually hanging out, looking at pieces Playing of cards. paper. Yeah. yeah, no, no big oh, thing. Everything's exploding around them. They're unarmed. They're totally <laughs> oblivious. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know what? We should get the two deaf guys to do our paperwork. <laughs> it was totally ridiculous, but it's awesome because you know Dutch is like knock knock, and then shoots the main dude with a grenade launcher, like, and it doesn't point blank explode. Range. It doesn't explode. It, it's like, like a shoots him through the wall. Yeah, and, and he goes, ah, <laughs> he does a wind hell scream. Yeah. And the actor, actually, that played that character is in a bunch of Arnold movies. Really? Like in The Running Man, he plays the the radio, the TV station oh, security guard. I haven't seen guard. that movie in so long. Um, he's in, and it was, I guess, a bodybuilding friend. Um, I forget where he's from. You don't need to use this guy. He's reliable. And so basically, yeah, he tried to get him into movies and got him little parts in a bunch of his movies to try and help him out. Okay, I've never done this before, but... I need to piss bad. You need to take over the show for like three minutes. That's not going to happen. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're going to do it. Talk about like a uh, fucking Jesse Ventura and his minigun because like he kills most of the people in here. I'll be right. Oh, and talk about if it. Uh, I got time to bleed. See, oh, there, you there go. we go. All right. All right. So as they're going through this village, destroying everything, you got scenes with Blaine and the minigun. Coming around the corner, a couple guys pop up. He just mows them down. Um, you know, uh, we got a few guys with little MP5s, and they're just kind of hopping around, popping off shots, um, throwing grenades, um, shooting people out of, like, sniper nests and stuff like that. And there's one point, Poncho is running to meet up, and a sniper's nest is shooting at him. Um, and then he meets up with Blaine, Tells him to take him out. Blaine just turns around and lights him up with a minigun. And, of course, the sniper's nest just explodes. Huge ball of fire and everything like that. Uh, and then a little after that, there's some guys dug into a little nest. And they can't get to him. Uh, Blaine has been shot. He's bleeding. Poncho comes up and is like, hey, man, you're bleeding. And Blaine's like, I ain't got no time to bleed. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. All right. So Poncho is like, you know, sniper up there, and they're, they're against the the cliff wall, you know. And then uh, Jesse Maturity goes, Goddamn son of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick. And he goes, You're hit. You're bleeding, man. And he goes, I ain't got time to bleed. And he goes, <laughs> Yeah, you got time to duck. And that's when he shoots up the grenade launcher. The other funny thing about this movie is everyone kind of has like a signature weapon. They do. Yeah, you know, like Mac has an uh, a ten a ten uh, uh, millimeter. It's, it's almost like a modern uh, BAR sort of thing. Okay, no, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, um, Mac has like a ten millimeter. Um, Dylan has like the Uzi. You know, um, of course, the fucking M sixteen is Arnold, but it's actually got some attachments to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Blaine uses uh, old painless. And then um, Poncho uses this like grenade launcher. It looks like a street sweeper shotgun. Um, you know what's funny too? Two of these weapons, and they Arnold must have loved them. Was that the one scene in Terminator Two? Like when he went at oh, Skynet yeah, yeah. headquarters, he uses two of these guns. <laughs> um, so that well, I mean, there's really like like three iconic guns, and then there's like the MP5s. Which just kind of rotate around between everybody. They're like the miscellaneous, like, kind of guns, and that's actually what Dylan uses. Like, he doesn't get like his own gun in this. What yeah, everybody else kind of does. But 
The MP5s they use in here are like weird because they have banana clips and they're like the old school style where they don't look as clean and carbine right. as they do. Uh, and they have those fault. But yeah, you're right. You're right. Like they don't go so far as no one has like something really weird, like a Thomas. And you know what's really weird about this movie? You would think like like they'd give uh, Shane Black like a, a sniper rifle, like because he has glasses or something, or something yeah, to yeah. make him unique, like a marksman rifle or something. Yeah, like that. because yeah. He, you know you would think he has glasses. Maybe he'd use something with the scope, or you know I don't know. Maybe it's because they wanted it to be all like infiltration and not. But I always, I just thought of this recently. Like if you ever play Hunting Grounds, the Predator game. Um, like a sniper is like a very important position in that game, but you get your ass killed a lot, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. Um, but anyway, uh, it just it's kind of weird that um all the main characters kind of have like their their weapon, and not that none of the characters aren't main. Like Billy, for instance, I always his knife is yeah his thing. Like he uses it multiple times. Right. Speaking of this, so um. Let's get back to the knife. So here's how I'm going to do this. Watch this. So uh, they clear out this whole area, and um, there's no cabinet mister, right? And then you see Dylan. He's looking through his papers, and he goes, jackpot, motherfucking jackpot, right? And then uh, Butch comes back, and he goes, Dylan, you son of a bitch. And he throws him against the wall, and he goes, is this what you're looking for? Bullshit. All of it. And then he's like, uh, you know, he cooked up a story, and he threw the four of us in a meat grinder. Mm -hmm. And then he says, like, I did what I had to do to chip, get the job done. Got it. And he goes, what story did you kick up for Jim Hopper? And he says, um, look, Jim and his men had the same orders as you. And he goes, and then they start yelling, and he goes like, you know, what happened to you, Dylan? You used to be someone I can trust. And he goes, I woke up. Why don't you? And then, anyway, they take Alana as uh, their, their prisoner, and um, the greatest part about this is Arnold goes like, uh, he goes, uh, she'll give away a position at any time. No deal. <laughs> <laughs> and he lights up a stogie. <laughs> there is like one little foreshadowing thing with Dutch slamming Dylan against the wall because Dutch, as you know, gets slammed later oh, in the movie. I didn't even put the <laughs> two and two together. I love that. So, yeah, uh, it's cool because we see Ar Arnold imposing dominance, and then later he gets dominance imposed on him. I like yeah. that. That's, that's actually really cool. Um, so Dylan is basically babysitting her, right? You know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, Al Alana? Aliana? Al I could look up on my notes, but... We'll <laughs> I mean... Elena? Al Alania? We'll just call her Alania. Fuck it. I, I don't know. I mean... I mean, she doesn't technically, like, have a name. She says her name once. Anna. Well, yeah, Anna. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, Anna. Um, she says her name once in the whole film. And uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, I, I could press this button. But first, right, she starts sandbagging. That's the actual oh, words. Yeah. Where she is trying to give away the position, right? Yeah, she's trying to escape, yeah. Yeah, so then, um, you know... She, you know, she gives a weird smile to Hawkins and then grabs like a, a, a branch and like nails him in the head. And then she starts, oh, ooh, wait, let's wait, rewind a little you, bit. You skipped uh, one. I, uh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Because the branch is second. I skipped this. Most important. So they're here at the uh, camp right before they leave, right? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, Dylan's sitting there and then you see Mac and he goes, 
<laughs> and then Dylan walks over and he goes, and he just gives like a nod, like look up. Yeah. And then you see his knife come back like he's going to stab him in the back, like he stabbed them in the back. And then he, and then uh, Dylan turns around with the gun and he shows him his his knife and it's got a scorpion right. on it. And he goes like, thanks. And he says, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! What was I? What was I? Uh, uh... So then, like Anna tries to escape, mm-hmm. um, and the first time Poncho catches up in front of her. Oh, and he goes and... mio intentes. Yeah, <laughs> and he goes better keep on a leash, agent man. Yeah, yeah. So then the next time it's with Dylan, he's like looking at something else. They hear a noise or whatever. And she gives him the smile, oh, and then while he looks away, she yeah, hits yeah, him yeah. with a branch, and she but, takes off. But right before that, you see Dylan trying to radio to HQ, and he's like, say again, Blazer 1, say again, 1040 <laughs> hours. Remember that part? No, that he, was with Hawkins. And then and he's like- Hawkins is right. I'm like, yeah, I said they're too hot too for hot. a pickup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so I'm just going to press this button, <laughs> and I think if I press this button, it'll solve everything. Oh, okay. Boy had to set off the trap flare, Major. Cause there ain't no other tracks. Is this the wrong spot? We're in the wrong that's, spot. That's later. That's yeah. later. Okay, so let's talk about what happened. So she runs off, and then um, uh, Shane Black's character uh, Hawkins. Hawkins is like, uh, um, you know, settle down, please, please, you know. And and then we see this shape come out, and it's it's invisible, and it, it basically takes the whole screen. And it just looks like like water, like liquid. And then you see her face, and she just opens her mouth. His blood just goes like all over the place, mm-hmm. like it's everywhere. And then you hear uh, like all the soldiers going, like, "What the fuck's going on?" You know, and they all run to her, and she's just covered in blood. And then uh, they're like, "Did you do this to her?" And then uh, you know, they're they're like all like shaking her around. And then Dutch goes like, "Wait a minute, why didn't why didn't she take a weapon or his radio? You know what? Ha- you know where's his body?" You know, and there's just like blood. They were like, yeah. we, we know nothing yet, right? Uh, we don't even see him um, until, I don't know if it's this scene or later where you see him upside down. That's later, right? That's later, yeah. That's later. Okay, okay, okay. So Hawkins is the first to go. Yes. Ding. Usually I have a bell whenever someone dies. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ding. 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 <laughs> okay. So, uh, which sucks. I think Shane Black wrote himself out of the movie on purpose so we didn't have to be co-directing plus acting and everything yeah yeah yeah. and i'm probably pretty sure he was sick of like the working out at five in the morning bullshit (laughs) he's probably like i'll wake up at eight like everyone it was honestly like a good choice out of anybody to have hawkins go out first just because i mean let's be honest you know he's communications guy like he's he's probably the weakest link you know yeah but and and in any video game, you keep the communications guy alive. Just saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, but the hunter kills him first. This is true. Okay. Uh, maybe it's this button I press? <laughs> let's see. All right, let's see. Wait a minute. No, that's wrong. All right. All right, we'll do this again. You can hear my dad's background noise from his band. Hey, everyone <laughs> said they wanted a music loop. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's try this one more time. Say again, Blazer One. Say again. Box, request for extraction denied. Area is still compromised. Proceed to Sector 3000 for prisoner extraction. Priority Alpha. Next contact, 
Roger Blazer one. 10.30 hours. Damn bastards. They say we're still in 2-4 and they can't risk coming in after us. The assets, Dylan. Expendable assets. It comes with the job. I can accept it. Bullshit. You're just like the rest of us. Shitload of good a chopper's gonna do us in here anyhow. Sergeant? Sergeant! Sergeant! Who get us today? I don't know. I only saw one of them camouflaged. He was there. Those eyes disappeared. What was that? Those eyes there. They disappeared. I know one thing, Major. I drew down a fire straight at it. Capped off 200 rounds in the minigun. Full pack. Nothing. Nothing on this earth could have lived. Not at that range. Nick, you take first watch. Then you get some rest. Okay. Ask her. Ask her what she saw. Ask her what happened to Hawkins. Go ahead, ask her. ¿Qué pasó hoy? ¿Qué fue lo que viste? Te dije lo que sé. Fue la selva que se lo llevó. ¿Qué más quieres que te diga? She says the same fucking thing. The jungle that came alive and took him. Billy, you know something. What is it? I'm scared, Pancho. Bullshit. You ain't afraid of no man. There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. Okay, that was actually a precursor. We did that on purpose. So we actually did play the right clip first. All right, so let's go back. Um, so Hawkins is dead, but his body's gone. And he's like, I want Hawkins' body found. F uh, three meters spread. Move. And they, they look around everywhere, and they, they can't find it. But then they find this, like, disemboweled, like, the, all this gore, but no body, right? And um, then they're, they're, you know, they're, they're looking around, and they, when it pans up, you actually see him hanging upside down. And it's, right. it's a really cool fucking effect. Yeah. And, in fact, Shane Black, that's actually him. And his mom said uh, when they saw the screening that she had to leave after that because it, <laughs> it looked so realistic. Right. It freaked her out. So then... They're on the, they're on the. Um, well, it's actually while they're spread out trying to find Hawkins' body, that Bl <coughs> Blaine is caught by surprise by the predator. Oh, but first he he goes, it's payback time, and he, you know, and he get he gets <laughs> the gun out, the old painless, and he goes looking for him, and then he's wearing a happening MTV shirt. He is. He is MTV. wearing an MTV shirt. Yeah, and then. Uh, uh, and he's like, come on, you fuckers. Come on. Old painless is waiting. Then we see a skunk. You know, he hears a noise. It's like a porcupine or porcupine something. Porcupine or like that. skunk yeah, or something. Yeah, out. yeah. And then he he just kind of chuckles and then poof, we see like something hit him. Now I don't know if the if the predator's laser missed. I've always kind of wondered that. I've always thought like the the point the laser thing itself like the target maybe did damage something yeah but it was weird it was like a pre shot to the actual shot yeah, it, yeah. you you hear you see it like a like but he turns right at that second oh, yeah. so maybe he didn't maybe he didn't you know maybe it was just he moved to the the last second and yeah. he missed I don't know. 
But uh, the plasma caster, as they call it in the Predator lore, it, it misses him, but it hits him, but not full. And it, then the second shot gets full center mass contact, and we're talking like a gaping hole about a foot by a foot round. Yeah. Right? And then Mac notices this, and he goes, oh, come on. And he runs up and he grabs the he throws down his cover and and he you know that's the military term for the hat that they wear that Peter Steele always wore typo negative awesome a uh, type of negative reference got to take a drink <laughs> so Mac unloads his gun trying to hit the predator well his gun being old painless no no no, no. oh first yeah yeah, yeah, yeah right, with his right, gun right, right, and then right. he runs out tosses his cover picks up old painless. And just starts to unload a minigun in the middle of the forest. Yeah. And you see all the other members run up one at a time and start unloading right next to him. Dude, this is the most testosterone I've ever seen on screen. You have six, five guys with the biggest guns you've ever seen just unloading everything. And they even reload. It's they not like, reload. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. throwing grenades. I mean, they got so, every... Uh, Billy is like using his shotgun on his, his gun yeah, as well. Yeah, dude. Like, there And yeah, you see, dude, I read it. It was uh, 60,000 blanks were shot during that scene. It's one of the most amazing scenes in movies, I think, They period. mow down... A, a whole, whole jungle, <laughs> and then this is what we were talking about during the making, where they had to like spray it. Yeah, it was because of the scene, because it got so hot. They're like they had fires, because <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Is, oh come on, dude, it's beyond <laughs> awesome. This is this scene is like this scene is near porn. <laughs> like if you like guns, it is. Like, if you like guns, yes, and I do. So I mean, I'm not you know I'm just like every time I watch this, I'm like man, wouldn't that be fun to just. Just to be on the set and just stand next to Arnold and just fire off rounds. I mean, like that's like a that's like a, a make a wish foundation. Right uh, if I G- win the lotto, I'm gonna make that happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm Jimmy. I'm 13. I have bone cancer. What do you? What is your last wish? I want to go in the jungle with Arnold and shoot a minigun. <laughs> I mean, we would say no to that. Oh shit! So, um, so we played the clip before we described it, but then we described it. So I think everything's all right in the world. I think we're caught up. I think we're caught up. All right. So, uh, anyway, I'm not even going to try to fuck with the clip. At the the next clip at the end of the point. I have one pulled up for us, but basically, you know, uh, um, Dylan's like, you know, actually, maybe I should play it. I, you know, maybe if I press this button. One last chance. That boy had to set off a trip flare, Major. Because there ain't no other tracks. How could anyone get through this? Carry out Blaine without us knowing it. And then why didn't he try and kill one of us? Came in to get the body. He's killing us one at a time. Like a hunter. Yesterday, what did you see? You're wasting your time. No more games. I don't know what it was. 
Go on. It changed colors. Like the chameleon. It uses the jungle. You saying that Blaine and Hawkins were killed by a fucking lizard? It's a bullshit sight job. There's two or three men out there at the most. Fucking lizard. What's your name? Anna. Anna, this thing is hunting us, all of us. You know that. What the hell do you think you're doing? You're gonna need everyone. I'm taking her back. We're out of here in five minutes. You're not going yet. Look, the rendezvous is 10 to 12 miles away from here. You think the chopper's gonna wait? Dylan, we make a stand now, where there would be nobody left to go to the chopper. Now, we get a really cool montage scene of them setting up traps, right? Um, so notice what we did there. We fucked up, but we actually turned out being right, which is awesome. So you know what? Like at the end of the day, if you're not paying a dollar, this is free. So go shovel it. Uh, we've watched <laughs> this movie so many times that it's like a blur sometimes, but yeah, the, they're, they're getting picked up on by now. Remember I said in the, uh, I don't know if it was this episode, the last episode, her name is, it's Anna Lana. That's her name. Okay. I just kept fucking it up. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, uh, Carl Weathers is, is you know, because he goes, maybe if we start, uh, Dutch says, maybe if we start making traps out mm -hmm. of the jungle itself, he won't be able to see them because it's natural. Yeah, because Dylan is like, what's up with all this Boy Scout stuff? bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, <clears throat> ooh, excuse me, they make trip wires out of like vines mm -hmm. and they attach it to C4 claymores. And uh, they start, like, bringing down trees in order to make, like, not catapults, but, like, catch nets. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a whole montage scene of them just taking off their shirts and being, oh, man, you know, just by <laughs> pulling down. I mean, dude, every dude has got a pair of gloves, his shirt off, and, like, a military fatigues and, and just... Rah, rah. <laughs> it, is, it is so homoerotic, but awesome at the same time. And then... Um, then, then they're waiting there, you know, for the predator to attack, and then, uh, you know, they're just, they're just bunkered down in. Mm -hmm. And then um, uh, Dylan goes, "What are you gonna try next, cheese?" And then Arnold gives him a "fuck you" look, and then, you know, he starts creeping out, and they're like, "Oh, Dutch, no, what are you doing?" And and he almost trips on a tripwire, but mm -hmm. then notices it, and he starts walking more carefully. And then when he walks out, he doesn't about face to look at the guys, and then that's when we have that. A shock moment where yeah, the net springs up. You yeah. hear the predator screaming because obviously he got surprised as shit. <clears throat> and then he just starts randomly shooting. And then one of them hits a log that was attached to a trap. And that takes out uh, Poncho. That takes out Poncho. Yeah. He slammed right in the chest. Jazz, the, and he the breaks all his log. ribs. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Mac runs off. Yeah, so Max sees the predator. He does like the eye glow thing. Those eyes, they Max disappear. sees him, goes nuts, and starts chasing after him. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is when they decide they need to just get Poncho, get up. They need to move. They got to get to the chopper. If yeah. You and Dylan decides to go off after Mac. And this is right before um, Analana has discovered the glowing blood. Mm -hmm. You know of the you know if it bleeds we can kill it that kind of whole thing, and. Um, when uh, Mac is just firing, you see like you know it. So it's like, oh shit, we got a blood trail. Cool, we'll follow it. And we didn't even talk about the predator healing scene, but that's something really not 
that it it's a visual thing you we can't really describe right. it but um we do know that when the predator gets shot even though he's invisible his blood is not invisible right. in fact it's very uh it, it's it like glows. a neon green yeah, yeah it glows like those gel the, the what you would see in a rave yeah, yeah there you go and um so then mac leaves a blood trail if you will of his own um or or a gingerbread trail because he starts taking off all of his equipment like little by trying little, trying to lighten his load. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to light his load, and then Dylan, uh, you know, uh, he goes, you know, to Dutch. I'm gonna go after Mac, and he goes, Dylan, it's not just style. And he goes, maybe I'm picking some bad habits for you. Hold on, that chopper, buddy. And then he throws him. <laughs> so now Dylan's double armed. He's got two fucking. He's got it, two MP4s, and he's ready to kick ass. And we see that uh, Mac has got like a fucking fifty cal. <laughs> and tons of rounds because as he unloads his pack, you see he drapes it over him like twice. Right. And then um, anyway, Dylan is coming over and looking for Mac. You know, he sees like, you know, the, the hat and the this and that. And then he's like, Mac, Mac. And then all of a sudden, Matt grabs him mm-hmm. like he did before when he was going to slit his neck going, your ghost is my fire. And he goes. And then Dylan goes, yeah, I see it. <laughs> I see it. And he goes, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to come at it, and you're going to flush it out. Flush it out. I'm going to get this son of a bitch. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I got a score to settle. And then Dylan goes, we both got scores to settle. <laughs> this is my favorite scene in the whole movie. Okay. For good reason. Now, at any time, stop me or, and, and throw in your, your own shit, okay? So we see now Mac is kind of, you know, moving around. You know, he's going around the back. But, but uh, or sorry, sorry, uh, Dylan is. Uh, mm-hmm. But Mac is going underneath logs, and he's trying to, you know, get underneath it, you know. And, and he knows how to spot it now because he notices when, the predator moves how it bends the light right. and, and he's he's kind of focused on it and and uh uh you know so he's done with shaving himself every second <laughs> um then we we come to it and we think max safe and then we see those three dots we do right on his arm yeah and then what happens well then he gets curious about it and decides to move over and that puts the three dots over his head and <laughs> And the predator shoots, and away goes his head. Dude, it's not even red mist. It's jelly. It's, it's red very, jelly on very the camera. Gory. Yeah. It is very gory and awesome. But then the cool scene so about like, this. Real quick. So I like this scene a lot because like, you see Mac hiding with Dylan, and you see the predator in the distance. And it looks like he's just kind of hanging out, like just looking around and all that. But once you see him take down Mac like that, it almost makes it look like he knew they were there. Yeah. And he was playing stupid Possum, to yeah. flush them out. Yeah. And exactly. that's why he got the drop on yeah. that. Hey, man, separate and it's easier. You mm-hmm. know, kill them one by one, right? Right. And then uh, the really cool thing about this is when Mac gets shot, we have a great sim- c- uh, cinematic moment where we just see, we don't see the gore of Mac's face. I mean, obviously, we know his head is exploding. Yeah. But they do it really quick. So, I mean, just like a lot of movies in this time, we didn't see actually the death. We just saw the 
aftermath, right? Right. There's the great shot where it's filmed at like a 28 degree angle. So we don't see Mac's head, but we see his like boot. Like, right. Twitch. You know, as 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 like a fish does, right? Because you don't see his upper torso and his head, but you, you see, see his, his lower. Body. You see his foot yeah. twitch, where you're like, "Oh, he's he's gone." Yeah. Okay. You describe the Dylan scene because I want to hear. I I love this scene. I just want to hear your. Perspective. Oh yeah, this scene is is fantastic. Um, so Dylan is kind of sneaking around. Here's something in the distance. He looks up and he sees. The pr- he looks up and the predator does the eye glowing eye flash again. Yeah. And Dylan just starts yelling and unloading his guns. And right when he does that, the predator shoots a plasma at him and shoots off his entire right arm. Yeah, baby. And you see, you don't, you like see the blast and then you just see the arm hit the ground and it's still, and firing. It's still shooting. It's amazing. And he's just losing his mind. You know, Dylan's screaming and everything. He's still shooting. You see the predator come around from behind and he's like running, circling around him, and he's still invisible. And you just and see the music just, pumps up too. Just super loud. Yeah. And you see him and the predator goes from running to kind of walking and then you hear shink and you see the blades come out. But he's yeah. still invisible. You just see the blades come out. Uh-huh. And he gets up. To Dylan, Dylan turns around right at that point, and the predator just shanks him in the chest and actually lifts him Lim off up, the uh, ground. Yeah, about a foot. Yeah. And then you hear Dylan going, <laughs> and you hear it echo because now we're in a canyon. Yeah. Why uh, Billy, um, a Poncho, who's wrecked. Right, is being then, carried by Dutch. And then Anala and, and Dutch are, are moving him. Yeah. And then Billy's like, enough. And then, and then, uh, so so Billy stops, and then uh, Dylan goes, "Billy, Billy!" And then Billy like rips off his his tack vest, and he's he's just shirtless, and he just pulls out his knife, and it's a really cool shot. And then uh, it's basically like a machete, but like it's a K bar. It's but a it's K bar, like, but it's like the size of a machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's it's like a two and a, it's almost a two foot, a one and a half foot K bar. It's yeah. like a sixteen inch K bar, the biggest one they make. And and he cuts himself and he's just sitting there, but he he grabs his medicine bag and goes and wraps it around and you know this reminds me of the scene and you I think you like this movie Predators yes of course I like this one that's one of my favorite ones mm-hmm. that's in my top three Predator of oh, the series yeah yeah for sure it just reminds me of the uh, Yakuza guy when he yeah, gets in the sword in the fight field. yeah, yeah. Th- it very much like that so then he's like I'm no. I'm not. I'm tired of running, and then uh, we just see the uh, predator vision, and we hear the noise of the. <laughs> and then we it's see. It's a boy. <laughs> we see. Uh, oh, sorry. I like doing sound effects on the show. Everyone knows I do my own sound effects. Then, uh, and then we you see the thermal camera come up as the predator emerges, and you see Billy just sitting there, and he's got that mark of blood that like that scar he just made on himself. Like, let's go, motherfucker! And he's got blood on his knife. And then you just hear, and then uh, after that, everyone's looking around. You know, Poncho's got a gun, and he's shaking, and because Dutch is holding him, and then boom, he gets. Sniper shot with plasma caster from the side, the side of the his side head. Of yeah. yeah, yeah, and then uh, he goes run, you know. And then she picks up a gun and uh, and Alana and she tries does, and to. She tries to shoot. Yeah, and he kicks it out of her hand and shoots and goes no run. 
And then uh, he gets shot. Arnold gets shot like on the arm, but it kind of misses. It grazes him. Right. And he goes, get to the chopper. Now, a lot of people go, get to the chopper. It's not. It's run. No, get to the chopper. It's not <laughs> get to the chopper. You know, everyone does that. That's <laughs> stupid. It's it's like kind of like, you know, when they say, um, Luke, I am your father. He goes, no. I am your father. Right. It's just one of the most misquoted things in movie history. I can't believe we're on an hour and we're only on act, the end of act two. So then Arnold runs off. Right. Well, first he rolls around and leaves and, and you see the, that's the predator vision sound. Effect. <laughs> and then he's chasing Arnold and Arnold, uh, you know, he's running and then he's running and he's running. And then all of a sudden he starts sliding. He goes, Oh shit. And he falls into the water. Right. Okay. And now we get some of the most beautiful water you ever seen, but you know that shit is freezing fucking cold. <laughs> and uh, he's swimming, he's swimming, and we get a great shot in a stunt. Uh, this is the only stunt that he was not allowed to do. Right. Is the the diving scene. Right. He gets in the water. He swims out, and he's swimming, and and he's doing the breaststroke. He's doing all the right moves, you know. And he gets up, and and he's like, oh. And he comes up to a log and he's covered in mud, right? And then we hear a <laughs> splash and we get the, you know, that, that right, yeah. tense music, the tense music. And then he runs back up and, and uh, he reaches for his weapon, which is his knife, his last weapon. He doesn't have it, you know, for what, even right. though he has it in a second. Well, yeah. So this is a scene where he comes out of the water onto the shore and it's all mud. Right. And so he lays his head in it. And then as he does that, that's where you hear the kerplunk. And when he gets up, he's crawling towards this like uh, root system of like a fallen tree. Yeah. And kind of curls up into it. And this is like that famous scene. He's covered in mud and the predator comes out, like does some some stuff to like turn off his cloak. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let, 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 you're, you're fucking jumping the point here. We finally get to see the predator. That's true. Because he, the the cloak of invisibility that he has does not work with water right it fucks it up it shorts it out so we actually see his dreadlocks emerge mm -hmm. and we actually get to see our first version of predator which looks effeminate masculine reptilian and strong all all those things even though they're contradicting of himself i mean think about this rastafarian Seven foot three warrior with a mask and 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 fishnet stockings, claws and all that. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It's just awesome. It's it's, it fucking, is. Yeah. it's fucking predator. You know, sometimes you describe stuff and it sounds dumb, but it's it's fucking predator. Just fucking watch the movie. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. He comes out of the water and then uh, uh, you know, yeah, he's he's dealing with his. So he has this like um kind of like, like a computer thing on his arm. Yeah, I mean. At the time, I thought it was kind of like weird, but I mean, think about it now. We have the same thing on our, in our pockets, our cell phones. Right. So uh, go on, go on. Um, so yeah, so Arnold obviously is terrified. The predator is like scanning around, and because of the mud, the predator can't see Dutch. Yes. And everything. It does find like a heat signature, mm -hmm. and it like blasts this log, and then it like kicks it over. And it's like a muskrat or something like scurries yeah. away. And then you see the plasma caster go up and it kind of groans. It goes. Rah. Yeah. Like, fuck. You know, and then uh, Arnold uh, uh, like is like, what happened? And then, you know, he touches his shoulder and he goes, you couldn't see me. 
Now, apparently, now I don't know how factual this is, but mm-hmm. mud will decrease your body heat. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we get a montage. This is one of the coolest. It's mont- it's, it's pretty awesome. It's yeah. badass, dude. We get a montage of okay. It's a of split Dutch screen. Oh, okay. How about traps. you do this? How about you do <laughs> you do the Dutch one? I'll do the Predator one. All right. Here's okay. the montage of Dutch. What what does he do? So Dutch is going like super primal. You know, he's making his own like bow and arrows. He happens to still have a couple grenades on him uh, from his underbarrel launcher. So he turns those into like one is like on an arrowhead and the other is for a spear. Sort of thing on there. It's pretty freaking wicked. Oh, there's one more though. He uses a little bit more for that necklace bomb. He does, yeah. Which they kind of they show you folding in the leaf, but they don't show, show you until you later. Would, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, and he, you see a montage is like co- recovering himself in mud. Um, he shoots an arrow through a tree, which yeah, is, oh, is pretty yeah. badass. Dude, it is. You know. uh, what, do you, what do you mean pretty badass, dude? <laughs> it's, it's, first off, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger with a bow, which we've never seen, through, shooting an arrow. Mm-hmm. It's like a triple trifid. It's like four aces on the flop. <laughs> Sorry, man. Keep going. <laughs> um, and, so, and you see him making more traps, and he sets up this little like ambush area uh, for the predator. Well... I'm not sure if it. Yeah, he does because mm-hmm. I was gonna say some of those traps may have been from earlier, but I guess not. No, yeah, these are all new traps that he makes. And describe these traps. So, uh, I mean, it's actually a pretty simple kind of thing. So basically, he there's a. Oh, little, you said basically. Dang it! Damn it! Jesus Christ! You know the rules. Okay. <laughs> so he finds the spot. Where there's like a, a groove in the ground. I'm out of wine. Do not say basically one more time or else I'm going to drink ether. Uh, <laughs> and there's some like thicker vines over the top. So what he does is he sharpens sticks to, to push it down. But then he runs another line underneath uh, attached to a dead drop. So bait. So, so exactly. <laughs> So if the predator trips it, he would get pulled up by the dead drop and slammed into the spikes. Or was you the can original, kick him up. Right. That was the original idea for the trap. It's called a ponji trap, by the way. That's when you fall into it. Mm, I don't know, but a ponji trap is anything with death by spikes. Okay. Like um, if that thing were to fall and like crush him, kind of like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Um, and then there's the predator side of the montage. So the predator side of the montage is right before the end of this great montage, by the way. I mean, there's no, you know, like Castaway is such a great movie because it has no dialogue for like a long time. Right. This doesn't have dialogue for 30 minutes. There is 30 minutes or like 25 it's and It's like a half. 15 minutes. No, it's longer than that. From <laughs> Oh Shit. And he couldn't see me. Oh, I'll give you it's yeah, it's about twenty minutes. Yeah. Easy. It's all of Act Three. So the when when Arnold's done making his traps and shit and he shoots his arrow, he goes dun 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 and he goes and then There's not as much cracking in his version. No, it does. It does. Rewatch what you did. And then Predator goes, and then he, he's using his, 
laser pointer thing to heat up his, you know, to get his all wrist the, blades. his wrist blades. Yeah, to get all the gore off him. Maybe it sharpens him. We don't know. And then um, he's looking through all of the skulls, and you can kind of see all the skulls. Mm-hmm. And it, the cool thing is, though, I don't know if you notice this, they're in a row. Right. Because, like, the you know, the one obviously is Mac, the, right. the one to the brain. You could see all of them in a row, kind of like one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five. You know, and, and it's it's six, and then it's it's really cool, and then boom, 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 and then you see a, a you know, Prairie getting ready, and then we go back to the, dun, 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 dun. and now Arnold's gonna set it off, mm-hmm. right? Arnold Arnold is like, I'm coming for you, bitch, not the other way around, <laughs> and then uh, Arnold starts, I, I believe he starts the fire that's. Starts the yeah. So I after he does the roar, I, I was so involved with the movie I couldn't take any more notes. So once he does the roar, he tosses the torch down mm-hmm. and has the the fire going. Yeah, and that's what kind of alerts yeah. the predator to and where he's at. Predator comes down and then he sees him uh, kind of like walking around, and that's when he uh, shoots the arrow, right? The explosion arrow. Yeah. So this is a cool part. So Arnold does that. Uh, the predator comes down, is like looking around, and Arnold is actually up in a tree. Yeah, with this like grenade arrow. Yeah, because he uses he the vines to like go back and forth. Right to swing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he catches the the predator off guard, almost nails him, but basically gets the grenade arrow right in front of him. Yeah, but it doesn't get him, but it gets him enough to where the predator gets so pissed off he just starts shooting his laser everywhere and like the jungle starts exploding and yeah. yeah it looks like fourth of july but the good thing for arnold is he doesn't get hit he almost gets hit he does a couple of times and then um yeah a couple of times and he has to drop down but the cool thing about it is is predator looks at his, his right arm like uh, um hud and it's shorting out because yeah. he, he overheated it well, so, the the explosion yeah, messed it yeah. up. Yeah, 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 exactly. But but not only that, but he's overheating it by shooting it over and over and over yeah. and over and over again. And then, um, so before he drops down, he actually swings to another tree mm-hmm. to avoid the blast. But but he's sitting there hugging it, and you're just kind of looking around. It's kind of a, a tense moment, and then you see the, the invisible predator, predator yeah, come up behind right him, right behind him, yeah. and it goes over him, and you see. Arnold's eyes look over, and this is the first time in movie history Arnold's ever looked terrified. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, he is legit like, fuck. <laughs> and and that's when he swings again, and he hugs a tree, and he's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and um, But then um, Arnold falls after yeah. the shootout, and he falls into the water, and then, you know, he swims. Well, up. no, no. He falls down oh, onto some oh, leaves. Oh, you fr- I forgot about the underneath the log part. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. My bad. My bad. Do the underneath the log part. So, um, yeah. So there's. Uh, he falls down on the tree uh-huh. and then he goes around and he's trying to. Oh, no. He, go he, he hears the he predator. Let- he hears the predator because it goes. Argh. And then you see the predator fall down prone position and look around, and then all of a sudden he's underneath. Right. Th- that's the part. That well, that's after. So he um tries to get around him. He's hiding behind some rocks. Mm-hmm. And then he uh goes to distract him with a rock, trying to figure out where yeah, he's at. And then you see the laser going and it like tracks it, yeah. where he threw the rock from. Yeah. So then it like nearly it almost hits him. 
He like rolls around behind another ox, pops up with a grenade spear. You know this part better. And then throws it out and like gets it almost on the predator again and then tries running away during the blast and jumping on this tree to, to grab it. And the predator tracks it and knocks the tree, making him fall down into the water. Keep going. <laughs> no, no, really. Like I'm, I'm so, super invested because every time I watch this movie, and I try to take notes. When I get to this part, I'm like, I can't. I'm just, I'm, I'm involved so much. I can't, I can't look at my hand and write shit down. <laughs> so that's when we have where he's f- swimming through the water. It washes off the mud. He like c- somehow comes into this little like swampy bog area, mm-hmm. and he props up on a log. And he looks around, he thinks he's safe, and he goes to stand up. He goes, Ugh. And the predator comes down with the blades, and they actually extend Split. it out. Yeah, yeah, to not kill him in one hit. Yeah. And then this is where we get our big fucking duel off, and we hear this music go, and it's building the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is um, after the necklace bomb scene. That's how he escapes the first time when he gets in that situation. That's all right, though. It, it's it's a minor thing. Um, I mean, dude, we've been jumping around anyway. This is a fucking, <laughs> so fucking, if you want to watch the movie, watch the movie, dude. Watch we, we've basically, uh, we're already an hour and 10 minutes in. We've we're basically just, as long as the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the idea. So um, after that, like, we now see. The predator just makes short work of art, like just tossing around like a child to the point where there is some parts where, um, wait, is this? No, this is after the, uh, the, the, the claw scene. This is where predator demasks. Am I? It is. It is. So the predator demasks and we actually get to see his face. And I don't know about you, man, but the first time I saw this movie, I was like, oh. That's the boogeyman. That's what a monster's supposed to look like. Yeah. You know? You're like, oh shit. And then you see his mask and he makes out that that howl, which is a uh, boar and a uh, lion at the same time. Interesting. Okay. Because it's a and then the so that they put that together. It was a boar and a lion. Nice. Okay. And then uh also the voice actor was in there too to kind of like meld it together. Right. To make it like all seamless. And uh, Arnold's like, "You're unmugly motherfucker," you know, and, and and he he even looks like he's got some fear in him, you know, because yeah. I mean, Kevin Peter Hall is he's seven a big foot dude. three. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger six foot two. <laughs> All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time was two forty. Yeah, but muscle, you know, is, is lean. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Peter Hall walking around weight was like around, you yeah. Know, 220 pounds skinny is shit <laughs> like like what you're saying about when he holds up dylan and he's pissed off it's yeah. like that happens to arnold he looks like a child he did 100 percent. yeah he's a foot off the ground and like fun fact kevin he actually did that on his own he picked up arnold and slammed him against the tree he was basically so in character, he just kind of had an oh, adrenaline oh rush. Oh my god, I have so much respect for and KDH, just dude. picked him up and slammed Arnold against the tree, which is why he has that shocked face because it was supposed to, I guess, be like assisted, and they were gonna do like a couple different scenes, but he just he couldn't did hold it. him there. But he did. It was yeah, able to do he it. Just they, did yeah. it, and like everybody was just like, "Oh, keep shit. going, keep, keep filming, keep, keep going." Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, because um, you know how everyone says NPH. I always said KPH back in the day. I'm like, <laughs> oh man, my boy KPH. I was so in love with this movie, dude. You have no idea. I mean, you obviously do. Um, but uh, he takes off his mask, and now his vision goes from like thermal blue red mm -hmm. to just red. Just red, yeah. And then here's my idea about this. This sheds light on the predator is because they're only seeing red. So that means like maybe they're always like a bull or, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it gives some insight. A little subliminal into, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Um, and then uh, uh, he beats the shit out of Arnold. Mm -hmm. No claws, no nothing, just fisticuffs. And every time Arnold gets hit, it sounds like a child. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's definitely like an unexpected like sound when you first hear it. But, but it cool, makes sense. It makes sense because it makes Arnold look weak. Yeah. Right. And then what we go to the scene where, you know. He puts him up to the uh, a tree, and then he moves his head here and there, mm -hmm. and he thinks to himself, at least in my mind, this right. is the perfect skull. This is my trophy. This yeah. is my masterpiece, right? And then, um, you know, Arnold then moves around to his traps, if you will. Antonius, mm -hmm. take over the show real quick with the traps, because uh, uh, my memory's a little bit clouded. Yeah, so the after the predator slams him against the tree and everything, he kind of tosses him off. And as he's walking over, Arnold manages to escape and run away. So you got a cool scene back and forth between like Arnold. Are you gonna cookie too? <laughs> Why do you think I wanted you to do the scene? I wanted you to cookie. Um, and so you get this cool scene between like nighttime, like Arnold running through the forest and then the predator vision chasing after him and everything. But it's just slow mo. Arnold's like crawling. He's not even like running. No, he gets he up can't. and running. A little bit. Yeah. And then he gets closer to traps and that's when he like jumps in there and the predator is coming right, up now behind you, him. Now you have a cookie and I'll tell you what happens. <laughs> so Arnold gets in the trench. With all those, like, the the opposite ponchi trips, you know, he's got all these, like, wooden daggers. And um, Predator just jumps down, and he goes, do it. Do it. Kill me. Kill me on here. Do it. Do it. Kill me. I'm right here. Kill me. Do it. And then the Predator goes. And he starts playing with the leaves, and he notices those, those the, you know, the spikes. Mm -hmm. And he goes, kill me up here, do it, do it now, do it, kill me. And then the predator jumps up and goes around the other side. And right. then Arnold has this, oh, shit, look on his face. And the predator jumps down and goes. <laughs> and then Arnold just has the smallest smirk as he kicks a, uh, a support uh, uh, branch. And then this big thing comes up and he goes. And it makes this like weird trumpet sound. <laughs> and then the predator gets nailed. And then we see the scene where Arnold is looking to the right hand side of the screen. And we see this light from like a fire. And it makes this God rays, if you know what I mean. Like where right. the, the film makes like kind of a halo. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we think we don't know what's going on. The music is like quiet and it goes, mount, mount, mount. And we see the log 
that just squash predator is like lifting like right. oh he's still alive and then arnold grabs like this giant fucking boulder i mean this thing is like huge you know it's like I'm lifting up my hands right here. What do you think that is? That's like what? It's like about a, a foot and a half. It's about a foot and a half by at least like. It, it was. Yeah, it was like a foot and a half by, by like at least like 10 inches. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was big. And he's going up and he's about to kill Predator and Predator is going. <laughs> and his mandibles <laughs> are spitting up this blood and it's going all over his face and it's like glowing. And then Arnold like slowly puts the you know, the boulder down and drops it and, and you hear it when it lands. It you has do, like yeah. a lound. It's like, it's like, and he goes, what the hell are you? And then Predator goes, what the hell are you? And then, uh, Arnold is, uh, you know, they're just making contact and then Predator gets out his, his, uh, his arm thing and, and he starts pressing some buttons and you hear, yeah, and then, you know, he takes a look at uh, uh, Arnold and he goes. <laughs> and it's uh, Billy's laugh. <laughs> Billy's laugh from earlier. Yeah. And Arnold will sprint his fucking ass off because he notices his countdown. Mm-hmm. Now they look like good and plenties or Skittles or you know Mike and Ice, <laughs> you know these little like you know things, and they're all done instead of like a square motion like we do horizontal. Um, they're all done like at a it's like triangular a, angle. It's like a honeycomb sort of yeah. thing, and then you would take take one side off, and that's like how you count down. Most definitely, most definitely. So then Arnold runs his ass off, and then we see the explosion, and it's a nuke. And then we see the major, and we see um, a helicopter pilot Mm -hmm. who is played by... I don't remember. Kevin Peter Hall. Oh, very nice. Okay. The black guy, and he goes, God damn. (laughs) <laughs> that was Kevin Peter Hall because they go, you had to deal through so much in this movie. We got to at least show your face. Okay. Which was awesome. Yeah. That's the helicopter uh, pilot is actually Kevin, Kevin Peter, Peter Hall. Hall. And um, and Alana is in is in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And then we see Arnold and it's like the next morning and it's just, he's covered in ash and bleeding and radiation poisoning half dead yeah, yeah yeah like the dude looks like a cancer survivor you know and then um he gets picked up and and it just goes bum, 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 and just black wow we went long with this episode man <laughs> this episode is almost as long as the movie it is so uh hold on real quick I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Great movie. We we both say it's hundred percent. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No. I mean this this music kind of sums it up again. Another like amazing song on the soundtrack. It just kind of it really does bring everything to a close. I just watched this movie, and we just talked about it. But the funny thing about it is. There's some movies in my childhood, like, for instance, like Repo Man or Dracula or The Crow, which I've seen so many times. 
that I'm like, I don't need to see the movie over again. This is one of those movies I cannot not see at least once a year. I, I would say that's probably about how much I see. It's like once a year, randomly, I'll just watch it. Yeah, I know. This movie's so good, man. It's hey, For all new listeners to Knife Party, what would, if they've never seen this movie, what would, what would you say to them to like, why why go see this movie? Why why buy it for like ten bucks on Amazon or, or download? Like what what makes this movie so I don't know what makes this movie so great. I really don't. It just I mean, it's just one of those things like you have this it's a wonderful action movie. It's got a, a cool storyline. You have to remember it's the eighties, so it's gonna be over the top, but at the same time, like who doesn't love lots of you know, huge gunfire and explosions and but cheesy taglines and dude. If my wife doesn't like that shit, she likes this movie. Yeah. It's got suspense. It's got drama. It's right. got a lot of things going for it. The flow of it is fantastic. It moves. It just keeps going one thing to the next. That's There's why no I, real yes. downtime where you're like, okay, what are they? What's going on? Yeah, like who are these characters? Why do I care about them? Yeah. I always find that movies from that era where they have like fewer characters, they get more screen time to make those characters make sense. Here's why I really don't like about modern movies like the uh, Avengers or what or X Men movies mm-hmm. is it's like you have so many characters, and it's like I don't give a shit about this character. You know, in this, because it's like 30 characters. Yeah. And this, you know, in Alien, you only get like six or five or whatever. Right. And and it makes it make a lot more sense because all these characters get enough time to get in your heart where it's like, I care about Hawkins. I care about Dylan. I care about Mac. I care about all this stuff. For me, it almost makes it like a, a more believable, like, universe sort of thing. Like, we're taking a little snippet of history from the separate universe like these you know few people's lives and it's kind of cool instead of like trying to do this big picture thing it makes it a more personal experience dude we're going on and on we got to end this all right we got to so from all of us here at the knife party podcast where we leave it on the cutting room floor now let's see if i could do these these plugs before i fuck it up all right let me give it a try all right knife party pod dot podbean.com that was right yeah right yep. okay okay uh patreon.com slash knife nice party, party pod <laughs> <laughs> and then um if you want to send me hate mail it's uh knife party pod at yahoo because i keep it old school and do did i do it right I you think did, I did it right all right so uh, from all of us here at Knife Party Pod, be kind, rewind. I'm sorry we had such a long episode, but man, this has been something I've been wanting to do for weeks. So thank you so much, Antonius. You got you've it, been, dude. You've been the best guest. You've been my first guest, but I guarantee you're going to be my favorite. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> up, man. Thank you. You're what You know you're welcome anytime. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much, man. Anything to say to the audience? I mean, you got listeners in France. Hey, what? Do you, you know what? Why don't you plug your band and stuff? I mean, you do anything? Uh, no? No. No, not yet? No, nope, not yet. Early right. next year. Look out for it. All right, look out for it. All right, so Antonio's on the move. Um, 
Cool. Well, yeah. Anyway, hey, you're welcome back anytime. And uh, really appreciate being here. You made this episode a lot better than it would have been. Believe me. <laughs> believe me. No, no, for real, though. For real, though. This was, this was a lot of fun. This was... Uh, I have so much fun doing this podcast. This is this is definitely the best episodes. I look forward did. to our next episode. Cool, cool. All right, man. You pick the movie and uh, you pick the date, and I'll pick the research. All right. There we go. All right, all right. Thank you so much, man. Of course. All right, all right, guys. Um, you know, be kind and rewind. <laughs>